Can Ezekiel Elliott, Bijan Robinson, Derrick Henry, and Aaron Jones all come through for our fantasy teams after disappointing in Week 15 with some of the greatest matchups in Week 16? Let's explore that with our running back and quarterback rankings as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. We're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iyer, and when I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majouf, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. All right, Michelle, we are getting into our rankings. Can't believe it's week 16. Congratulations to all of you and uh, Michelle, if you're still alive in fantasy football playoff seasonal league action here this week. And yeah, we got to get you some help. And then also think about DFS, right? When we talk about these players and who we like, we don't like, uh, this is also applying to DFS, what they can do to produce. It's a good time to try it in the last three weeks of the season just to see how you like it maybe get into some of the price picks and we'll get that for you on a friday show as well but a lot of good stuff still out there in fantasy this episode is brought to you by game time create an account with the game time app and use the code LockNFL for 20 dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right michelle let's dive in it was disappointing for a lot of backs but Weird, weird stuff. We usually do our rankings separately, and then we merge them together. But give the folks, we have the exact same top seven this week in the exact order. I don't know if this has ever happened, but might as well run those down. So these are the guys that are we love most this week. Yeah, so it goes Christian McCaffrey, James Cook, Kyron Williams, Rashad White, Alvin Kamara, Raheem Moster, and Jameer Gibbs. Those are our top seven in that exact same order. So we feel really good about all of those guys. And we're both saying we we feel very confident in them giving you a nice production in your semifinals. Now, I will say, though, so it was shocking that we each had the same exact top seven. But then when I saw your running back eight, that shocked me as well. You have Bijan Robinson at running back eight. I actually have him all the way down at running back 15 this week. Tell me why I should have confidence, not only in him, but in Arthur Smith actually giving him the ball. Well, Arthur Smith, I, I think, is a really two coaches. He's like a little bit fantasy schizophrenic, right? On the road, <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing, and everything disappears, and he'll experiment, especially – like you said, they lost doing the right offensive things there the week before. So then they do the wrong offensive things. And then he's like, I made all these mistakes last week. I'm going to do the exact opposite of everything I did. So it just keeps going back and forth like this, home and away. The first thing he's doing is going back to Taylor Heineke. That's the report right now. So he's going back to him to change the offense. So that would say, I didn't give B. John Robinson the ball enough. I got to throw it more to my wide receivers. We know Drake London and Kyle Pitts. When they're somewhat viable, if you're going to play them, it's usually in Atlanta. And you get the Colts this week. Look, the Colts' run defense has been up and down. They had a player, Grover Stewart, in their front who was pretty good, but 
they've actually not been all that great of late, right? I mean, you look at what some teams have done against them. It's it's not bad. I mean, Pittsburgh was a different story. They kind of got blown out. But you can run on them. And you can also throw to the running backs on them. So that should help Bijan as well with Heineke. So, look, maybe it was a Desmond Ritter and Arthur Smith problem. I don't think both of them are going to be in their main roles next year the way it's going. But maybe Robinson, again, They just the light goes on for at least one week before then Arthur Smith decides to mess up Bijan Robinson next week. Yeah, I really hope so. Now, another guy we can we go back to agreeing on is Ezekiel Elliott. We both yeah. have him as a running back 10. An amazing matchup against the Denver Broncos. I don't think we have much news on if Ramondre Stevenson would be back or not. Obviously, that would bump him down. But if Stevenson misses again, I mean, this is Ezekiel Elliott's backfield. He didn't put up great numbers against the Chiefs. It's just a harder defense. You know, you can run very easily against Denver he should get all the goal line carries if they ever get around there. Right. But he's also getting targets, which is great to see. Yeah. I think the Patriots will actually be able to move the ball a little bit in this game because it's a pretty good matchup. We know for Hunter Henry, it's the best matchup on the board for tight ends. He's been pretty hot. And I like that Bailey Zappi's getting the ball to him. And Demario Douglas came back from his injury, had a concussion. He was a little bit involved, but at least a couple of playmakers, right. They can move the ball. And then don't forget about if Ezekiel Elliott is involved a lot in the passing game, you're going to get those receptions, even if the Broncos go up a little bit in this game. But I don't see the Broncos like the Chiefs pulling away, right? They're less than touchdown favorites at home. So they're going to be in the game enough where the Patriots just don't quit. And that's what you want. And I, I hope they're still playing hard here. You know, it could be Bill Belichick playing out the string after getting that big win against the Steelers a couple weeks ago. So I hope they're playing hard. I think you will see that from Elliott. I think you look at his makeup, I think Going back to the Cowboys, this guy's always run hard, done what he's supposed to do. So I think he'll be out there playing well. Again, the matchups really do not lie for the most part unless the coach botches it up, right? If they give the ball to a player and you have some evidence they're going to do that in a good matchup, there are going to be results. And I think you'll get that from Ezekiel Elliott. Now, a guy that was uh, pretty bad last week, I mean, terrible. I mean, he got volume, but it was the worst game with volume, I think, almost in NFL history here. So, looking at Derrick Henry, the Seahawks' run defense was a little leaky. I saw DeAndre Swift run pretty well, and he had Ken Gainwell have a little bit of success, but they didn't score, right? Derrick Henry is all about the scoring here. So, look, you can run on the Seahawks. That's kind of their weakness. You can't really pass on them all that well. So, Look, it's Derrick Henry at home. It's, this is his last hurrah. Keep in mind, he's a free agent. They're probably not going to resign him. He's probably going to end up somewhere like Dallas, and then Tajay Spears is going to take over. But I think this is not a bad spot, actually, for him and Spears this week, if you're really desperate in the flex, because I think that's the only way they're going to move the ball on Seattle this week. Yeah, it's definitely not going to feel great, right? He put up five points in your lineup last week, and that's if you play in full PPR. If you don't, then he literally gave you not even a couple points. But the, the Seahawks have allowed 14 rushing touchdowns to running backs this season. So tied for the second most in the NFL. And it, it could have been more, right? But every time the Eagles got to the one-yard line, they did their tush-push instead of running it with a running back. So it's definitely a nice matchup. And for all the reasons you just brought up, we've seen Derrick Henry have a five-point game in Week 11, like destroy you, yeah. and then come back with a 20-point game the next week. So. We've seen these really, really poor performances. Again, week three, he had two points. The next week, he had 24 points. It's just so sporadic with these tie-ins that if you have Derrick Henry, you just have to, unfortunately, keep plugging him in. He's going to give you those bad weeks, but he's also going to give you those huge weeks. 
What about Isaiah Pacheco? Because it sounds like he's going to be back. He's missed uh, the last couple of weeks with his injury. It's a really nice matchup against the Raiders. Are you trusting him? Is he a safe play in his first week back? Or has CAH and Jarek McKinnon kind of proved they should be playing a little bit more? I am at running back 12. You have him at running back 16. Well, I think those guys are going to get some work, but I think it's going to be more in the passing game because they've been big in the passing game and they've changed things behind Rashi Rice, especially with uh, Travis Kelsey struggling a bit and really no wide receiver stepping up. Now Sky Moore is not available. Kadarius Tony stinks. So I think those guys will still be involved. And maybe this one, Andy Reid said, okay, I need to get my backs involved or the receivers are not going to get it done. So maybe a little eye opening there which I think is going to be great for Patrick Mahomes. Michelle, I see this game. We know what happened to the Raiders the last couple of weeks. Got shut out, scored more than 60 points. I think the Chiefs are going to look at this and say, we're just going to roll this team. And I think you're going to see a lot of scoring. I think they got a little frustration out against the Patriots last week. But I think this is going to be the Chiefs wire to wire just destroying this team. And they're overdue for one of these games, right, where everyone goes off. That is reasonable. And a Pacheco is going to be there to close out the game. So I love it. The Raiders run defense. Look, Austin Eckler evaporated, but that was more of a Chargers thing, right? It still stinks. And Pacheco runs hard and he can push around this group up front. So I'm feeling Pacheco this week. And I, th- I think if you're a little bit desperate in a PPR league, maybe you look at McKinnon or Clyde Edwards Lair yeah. as well. I think McKinnon's definitely in play for a flex play in full PPR leagues, but I am going to trust Pacheco in his first week back. It might not be great because he's going to be touchdown dependent, but a a guy that's going to get a lot of value in a nice matchup. It's it's hard to find those every week. That's for sure. And uh, there's one other guy I like to rebound this week and we're a little bit disagreeing on him, but uh, we'll get to him there in our next segment that he's a name that we know in fantasy, but has just not been that guy this year. So we'll, tease that and get to him but first we got to hear from one of our fine sponsors and uh, it's price picks all right we'll have our price picks picks of the week here for you and then we got to look at saturday sunday and monday so we got three days to look at that for the nfl it's the home stretch here three more weeks but we know the price picks offers nba as well but it's very easy to get on price picks now for the nfl during the regular season when you're accessing all the teams you just get uh, two to six players, then you just have to see if they're going to go more or less in their prize pick stat projections. And if they do that and they hit what you're asking for, you can just watch the winnings roll in and you can multiply that. The more you pick, the more you get right, the more you're going to take home there. And it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, basketball season is great, but NFL season, you want to get into the action as well. I have a good one here for you on Thursday night, Michelle and everyone else. It's Cooper Cup. He's at 72.5 with his receiving yards, I'm going more. And if you want to go into the demon mode and try to get even more with that extra multiplier, go 99.5 there with him. So when you look at that, that is a great spot for him overall. And look, I think with Cooper Cup, he's just one of the guys you can play. I think you can play a lot of guys there on Thursday, including from the Saints side. So check it out here on Prize Picks. It's very easy to play. It's the players and stat types with all the stuff that you have available. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, enormous selections. They're uh, players as well. So it's a daily fantasy sports app, number one on the board. That's Price Picks. Easy, easy to get it on Price Picks now. Go to PricePicks.com, Lockdown NFL, and use the code Lockdown NFL for a first deposit matchup of $100. And that's PricePicks.com, Lockdown NFL. Use the promo code Lockdown NFL for a first match up to $100. 
All right, Michelle, it is time to continue the show here and look at what we have with the running back rankings. And I'll throw it to you first on this guy that we might be a little bit different on. And I don't know if we can completely trust him, but I'm going on the matchup. This is purely based on the matchup, purely based on the team needing win. Packers in Carolina, Aaron Jones. Look, last week, Bijan was a disaster in the same matchup. But I think the Packers have to feed Aaron Jones. Jaden Reed is hurt. That could also come into play here with the toe injury where they need someone to carry the ball. So I like Aaron Jones to rebound this week. Yeah, I, I don't even know if the matchup's that great, right? If we keep saying that because of how terribly they started the year, they were just getting gashed in the running game. But really, the second half of the season, they've really picked it up. So since week eight, the Panthers are along just three and a half yards per carry. Two running backs. Since week eight, that's a large chunk of time. Fourth fewest in the NFL during that span, allowing the 12th fewest fantasy points per game during that span. So, again, it's not like a team you have to stay away from. It's just a team that I'm no longer targeting. Uh, they, you know, the last two weeks, they held the Saints running backs to a combined total of 17 points. They held the Falcons running backs to a combined total of 13 and a half points. They have allowed the most rushing touchdowns running back this season by a solid chunk. So, that's where Aaron Jones is going to have to get his fantasy points. If he can get some touchdowns, um, he hasn't scored since what week nine. I know he's had some injuries and hasn't played a ton, but he has two rushing touchdowns all year long. I don't know. I, I, I'm not seeing him look like the old Aaron Jones. He just looks like a old washed Aaron or Jones, an old Aaron right? Jones. He looks like yeah. an old. Aaron. I have him at running back 22, so he's still playable option for me. It's just you have a much higher running back 13. I think he's a low end RB two. He's more of a high-end RB2 for you, low-end RB1. Yeah, the Packers' passing game is a little bit volatile, right? We know that. And the Panthers are pretty good in pass defense. They're really tough on quarterbacks, really tough on wide receivers. So I think Jones, they have to be forced into this game plan a little bit. And we know Jones can be a 20-touchdown guy. (laughs) That's been the old Aaron Jones of the past. But another thing you keep in mind is the Panthers give up a lot of rushing scores, right? And somehow that's why it was very disappointing that Bijan Robinson did not score or do anything last week. But I think Matt LaFleur, a little bit smarter coming from the Titans as the offensive coordinator than Arthur Smith. So I think they have to get him going. And when you're desperate for a win, usually go back to the basics and guys you trust. Uh, I think the Packers will do that. Now, DeAndre Swift, look, he ran well. And I did like him, you know, with his total last week. And if you played it that way, with the uh, price picks, you got rewarded, right? He went over what you wanted rushing-wise, but he didn't have the touchdown. That's very frustrating. Like you mentioned, Michelle, they like to just run in there with Jalen Hurts. They don't do anything else, and Jalen Hurts is really not putting up passing touchdown. This is what he's doing, just stealing other people's rushing touchdowns. So the Giants matchup is really good. We know that, but last week it was just Derek Carr throwing and Alvin Kamara being a little quiet against his team. So I don't know what to think. Uh, look, Kenneth Gamewell is getting annoyingly involved, so it's a very, very uh, tricky matchup that we're looking at here overall for his usage. But look, I, I think I guess you can play him as an RB two or flex if you need him, and that's yeah, that's how we have him, right? I am yeah. RB twenty four. You have RB twenty two. It doesn't feel good because you know the chances of him getting a rushing touchdown are so limited because. I mean, normally, if you have a running back and their team gets stopped at the one-yard line, you're ecstatic, right? But you know instantly the play they're going to do, and they're going to get in. And the only way they're not going to get in is if there's a penalty called, and then they're going to back up and then probably not run anyways. 
So it's just, it's really irritating to have Swift and he doesn't get used in the, in the receiving game consistently enough. So I don't expect much from him, but we do know he's talented and can pop up some big runs. So still have him as a low end RB2 this week. Now, what do we do with Austin Eckler? Oh, boy. Vinny, you're super down on him at RB26. I totally understand that. I am at RB17 just because of his, like, just because he's Austin Eckler, but at the same time, he's been really disappointing. I will say, this last week, he's RB39 on the week. The week prior, he was RB8. So we have seen in recent time a, a top 10 RB performance. It's just been, I mean, out of the last five weeks, it's been four terrible weeks, one good week. I don't know what to do with him because I thought all they were going to do is target him and run with him against the Raiders. And it was like they wanted to do anything else but to utilize Austin Eckler. Yeah, I'm not sure where the Chargers head is at right now, right? Without Brandon Staley, are they going to play hard? Are they going to be like the Raiders and just say, we want to get charged up a little bit and play? Or even the Panthers, who won last week, are they going to be like that? Or are they just going to be despondent? Because, look, they don't have Justin Herbert. Keen Allen, we'll see if he can play. It was pretty bad. And they don't have Joey Bosa, their defensive leader. So, I don't know if they're just going through the motions, right? Like it's a game that's isolated there on Peacock. I don't know if you're going to get a lot. And the Bills are just steamrolling everyone. They just destroyed Tony Pollard, right? It's kind of interesting correlation there because this is one Kellen Moore offense that was to the Kellen Moore offense that is now. So I don't know. Eckler's just hard to try. I want to put him up higher. Like you look at the Bills, however – They've rebounded well. Losing Matt Milano, I thought that was going to really kill them against running backs in general, especially in coverage. But they've done their jobs. Now, I just don't see Austin Eckler giving me more than like flex return. And that's why I have him ranked there. Because, again, he's not that touchdown guy that we saw. They might not even be in position to score a lot. And that was a big thing for his value, right? I mean, he's scoring touchdowns at a high rate. Those are gone. So, yeah, I think it's the end here for Eckler. I would like them to say, look, he needs to get to a certain amount of yards and touchdowns. He needs like four more touchdowns. He needs like five to get him an incentive. But I don't even know if they're motivated to do that at this point. No, I don't. I don't think they care about all that. I do hope the new coaching staff, they realize, okay, Austin Eckler is our best weapon by far on this team. So let's get him the ball. Still plug him in. But yeah, we're we're lower on him this week. What about Javante Williams against the Patriots? I mean, he has been really disappointing. Four of the last five weeks have been just disastrous in terms of fantasy points. And then he gets the Patriots, who are one of the hardest defenses against running backs, allowing just 3.3 yards per carry. He's not insanely involved in the receiving game where you know you feel confident there. And he has one rushing touchdown all year long. Is this even a guy you can trust to plug into your lineup at all? You have him at running back 30. I have him at running back 35. I really would not want to trust Javante Williams. Now, I got a call there coming in in the price pick segment. It was to remind me to take everything less on Javante Williams this week because I just don't like the way he's running right now. And I think this has been one of the biggest disappointments, this Broncos offensive line. Keep in mind how much they invested in guys that were supposed to be run blockers, right? Mike McGlinchey and Ben Powers. Where have these guys been? It's just not a good run-blocking team. And they have Samaje Pirine getting the catches here. It's hard to know where Bill Belichick is going. I mean, it was pretty obvious last week he was going to shut down Travis Kelsey. This week, I think they have two options, Cortland Sutton or just take away the running game and put Russell Wilson in the back spot. I think they're going to take away the running game. They're pretty good up front anyway. And Javante, again, if he gives up those key receiving snaps, 
Samaj P. Ryan, that's it. His value is dead. So mm-hmm. I, I do not like him at all this week. I mean, I'm not inspired from what I saw last week at all. So maybe carrying over to that. But it's also this matchup stinks. So no way am I going with Javante Williams in this uh, critical week for fantasy players. Yeah, what about James Conner, though? Because I feel like he's going the exact opposite direction of Javante Williams uh, as of the last couple weeks. James Conner all of a sudden is scoring a lot of fantasy points, getting into the end zone again. We know he's really good at getting into the end zone, but it wasn't really there this year. But now with Kyler Murray coming back, it it seems like James Conner is getting healthy again. It is against the Bears, who are tougher to run against, but... It's not like the 49ers are a super easy defense either, and he had no issues. He's been very efficient all year long on the ground, James Conner. So I like him still this week. I have a little bit lower at running back 28 because of the matchup, and I do think he's super touchdown dependent. Obviously, if he gets in the end zone, he's going to finish higher than that. You have him at running back 24, but I think he's a pretty safe play this week. Uh, not not huge upside, but safe to get you uh, some like 12 points or something around there. Yeah, the Cardinals' run blocking hasn't been too bad, and they're also like more lining up in the traditional run, right? Kyler Murray's not scrambling around and getting those yards as well, and then they probably won't have Marquise Brown with that heel injury, so they got to lean on somebody they trust, and James Conner is that guy. And also, we don't expect the Bears to run and hide in this game, right? It's going to be somewhat close. I mean, the Bears have an improved defense overall, but it's not like they're dominant, right? They can still give up yardage in key spots. When you look at the fantasy numbers, Part of it is the receiving work that you can do against the Bears. So they invest a lot in linebacker. It really hasn't helped them too much there. So Connor can get a few catches as well, and that can help him as well as a potential touchdown in this game. So, look, maybe we're just overthinking James Connor. He's a volume back in a decent offense. At this rate, if he's on the field and healthy and doing that, getting the touches, I think you have to play him. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're going to hop into our quarterbacks in the next segment. And you have a pretty surprising quarterback one. Now, Huge name, and he shouldn't be surprising, but he is because he's been such a disappointment this year. We'll get into that shortly, but first, let's talk about the Game Time app. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by the Game Time app. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tick to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. When I used to live in Pittsburgh, I used to hop on this app all the time on Sunday mornings, buy tickets right before the game. I knew they're the cheapest tickets that I could get around. I could see exactly where I would be sitting, and they got sent directly to my phone. It was so, so easy, and it really is truly why they're the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country. Um, Again, like I said, get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. And tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress of game time. All you have to do is download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Terms do apply. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, let's hop right in to these quarterback rankings because. You, sir, have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback one against the Raiders. I have him down at quarterback seven. This dude has finished as the quarterback. I have to go really far back. (laughs) Ready? Since the last seven weeks, these are his finishes. 29, 11, 15, 9, 16, 19, 17. Uh, He has not finished as a quarterback one yet this year, but you're feeling his first time. 
Yeah, and I have a couple thoughts on this. And part of it is, like, you saw him last week, right? The way he came in the game. He's tired of hearing this garbage, right? He knows what we're saying, that he's not playing as well and things are off and Travis Kelsey is done and all these things, right? It's a Christmas game. The kids are going to be out there. You know they're going to be excited. And they're overdue for this type of game, right? Where he's just like, here's a short touchdown. Here's another short touchdown. Here's a rushing touchdown. Here's another touchdown, right? Rashi Rice has a great matchup. Travis Kelsey has a great matchup. The running backs have a good matchup in the running game. So all the weapons, I mean, that has been the concern, right? It's not been more indictment of Patrick Mahomes, but where are the weapons? But this is a game. The Raiders have got it all out of their system, right? They played their hearts out last week. This is it. It's Christmas. They just want to get home to Las Vegas. Max Crosby will play hard, but that's about it, right? So this is it. I mean, they've got their Super Bowl. They ripped the Chargers last week. They're just going to pack it in here. So I look at this as being more just the mentality, right? It's your arch rivals. It's Christmas. Take it to them. You know they scored 60 last week even though we may not believe in the Raiders doing this again, the Chiefs are going to have that in their mind say, no, we got to keep scoring. we got to keep scoring on this team. So I do love it. And and if the Raiders had just been awful last week and had no resistance, then I'd be like, okay, he's not going to do this. But I think this is one of those Patrick Mahomes, like we saw in the season opener last year, like five touchdowns against the Cardinals. It's going to be one of those type of games. So I'm I'm just calling it we'll the see. bold prediction, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I feel like yeah, that is a very bold prediction for what like his weapons right now are just really stinky, right? And now I hope he utilizes McKinnon more short, and he could steal some short touchdowns. But yeah, I have to see it to believe it. I, I have him quarterback seven. You're not gonna sit Patrick Mahomes, yeah. but at the same time, he has been sit worthy, right? I mean, yeah. he's been killing you in your lineups, but we know what he can be. Now, on the other hand, Brock Purdy has just been winning you fantasy week after fantasy week after fantasy week. He's been killing it. He does get a tough matchup this week against the Ravens, but both you and I do not care. We both have him as our you have him at quarterback two. I have him at quarterback three. I have him only behind Josh Allen and Justin Fields. But honestly, I would feel much better about Purdy in my lineups and Fields. So I'm going to be switching that. I don't even know why I have that. Uh, but Brock Purdy at home is averaging over 22 points per game. And that's in a four-point pass touchdown format. Over 318 passing yards per game Brock Purdy is averaging. He's just killing it. So I know the Ravens defense is good. But since this game is in San Francisco, I really don't care. Like Kyle Shanahan's going to, his game plan will be fine against this defense. Michelle, I want to give you some more uh, fodder for your 49ers podcast and all that. But there's a lot of blasphemy about Brock Purdy, and I, I'm sick of it. I mean, look at the numbers. Look, I don't care exactly what his average depth of target is. When he's throwing the deep ball, it is really pretty. He's got a ridiculous average yards per attempt. He's got a ridiculous touchdown rate. He leads the NFL in touchdown passes now. He passed Dak Prescott last week. So this is the MVP performance, right? I think Purdy's heard this noise. I mean, I think people look at him as like, oh, he's just this guy out there. But he's fired up, right? I mean, he's a seventh-round pick. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's heard, oh, you got all these weapons. You shouldn't be the MVP. He's humble. What did he say? I think Christian McCaffrey should be the MVP. But – I think deep inside, he's going to be out there. Lamar Jackson's there. He knows there's MVP talk. So I think Brock Purdy inside is really fired up the way that Tom Brady was. Like it kind of developed, right? And then Brady became maybe a little too arrogant on that side, right? But now I think Brock Purdy is in those early stages of doing this. So look, again, I've gone intangible again for another fantasy player, but 
Lamar's on the other side. Purdy's going to have to put up points. I don't think his Ravens secondary is as great as we think it is, right? I mean, it is pretty good against teams that don't know what they're doing passing, but yeah. we know the 49ers can do anything they want. So I, I, I think they're going to be fine. They're going to win the game. Purdy's going to wrap up MVP this week. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I want Brock Purdy to win so bad. I love Brock Purdy. I think he's killing it out there. I know he has a ton of weapons, but he's putting the ball in the right place and making the right choices. Now we have a a couple of discussions I want to get to. So let's hit on Justin Fields really, really fast here. We both have him as a top four quarterback this week. Listen, I know he disappointed last week a lot. So if you made it through, congrats, right, with him in your lineup. Uh, but was the quarterback to the week prior? He's against the the Arizona Cardinals. He should feel the run all over him. Like keep plugging him in. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just play Let's... Justin Fields, play DJ Moore. They're going to go off together. I mean, the Cardinals are stink. You know, it's the bottom line. And I don't think you'll see this backfield by committee is weird. So you're not going to see them just run over the Cardinals. Give up the most fantasy points to running backs, but Justin Fields is a running back too. <laughs> don't forget, he's the their best runner on the field. So I. Uh, Look, of all the crap Justin Fields has gotten, I think he's been pretty good. And I think everyone was too head, right? They were like, okay, the Bears could be a sneaky playoff team. I think that's next year, right? When their defense is pretty good, they will get him even some more help other than Darnell Mooney. Catch the ball in the end zone, please, for another point for Fields. But I think when they get him a little bit more help other than Cole Komet and DJ Moore next year, I think he can explode. So you're going to look up and say Justin Fields did not disappoint at all in fantasy in the end because he's just going to, close out here really well yeah i hope so and then let's get into these tougher conversations here okay. uh before we close out the show so who's the better play Tua a of Ilola or dak prescott in the in the matchup against each other at miami we know dak struggles on the road Tua has just been very disappointing for the second half of the season really hasn't had any big games tyree kills still banged up so which one would you go with Tua or dak all right, let me approach this from how I think this game is going to go, right? I think when you look at the single coverage for the Cowboys, this is going to burn them badly. They're going to give up some big plays. Let's hope Tyreek Hill goes. This is going to be important. Like If Tyreek goes, I think Tua ends up being the better play, but I'm not 100% sure about that. And the other thing that hurts Tua is who? Raheem Mostert. He's just scoring all those little touchdowns, right? If they have to kind of score long touchdowns, right? If you're the Dolphins a little bit to get his numbers, like they don't throw to tight ends and all that stuff. So if they're near the goal line, it's Mostert and that's it. And the numbers are there. I do also like the Dolphins to win this game. So when I look by the game script, I think Dak is going to have to throw more, right? And that's where I, I, I look at it too. And Dak also throws to people in the red zone for touchdowns, more so with Tony Pollard stinking. So I look at this, Look, it's Dak by hair. They're back-to-back in my rankings. Like, I do like the Dolphins to win this game, but I think they'll have a little bit more success on the ground here with Mostert, and their defense is going to play enough here where it goes back and forth. But I, I do think Dak in the end will have more volume, and that's why I'm going that way. Yeah, I, I lean Dak as well. I, I think maybe the Dolphins just try to run all over the Cowboys like Buffalo yeah. just did. We'll see if they can they can succeed yeah. like the Bills did. So I lean Dak, but Dak at, uh, away yeah. home splits are pretty drastic there. And two more options here for you. I actually think there's a lot of good quarterback options this week, but so because I like both of these guys. CJ Stroud versus the Browns. 
but luckily it's in Houston, right? It's really scared of the Browns defense in Cleveland. Away, though, the, the splits are insane. They're allowing 17.3 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks on the road and only nine and a half points per game at home. So on the road, they're not nearly the same defense. So I'm playing CJ Stroud at home is also great. Hopefully he gets back Nico Collins and has no like he has his weapons besides Tank Dell, obviously. Uh, that will be key there. And then Jake Browning against the Steelers. Jake Browning, all he's doing is putting up fantasy points. And guess what? The Steelers have no safeties to play in this game. I honestly don't know who's going to be uh, at the safety position for the Steelers this week. Mika Fitzpatrick's out. Casey was suspended. All of their backups are hurt. Like, the backups are hurt, and the backups to the backups are hurt. The inside uh, middle linebackers are hurt. Like, they have nobody. So... Browning and all of these weapons should just be able to destroy this defense. Yeah. My only concern with Browning is how much he's going to have to throw. Mason Rudolph stinks and the Spangles defense is good, right? I mean, you'll probably see a lot of Joe Mixon and Chase Brown in this game. I mean, that's my only concern, but can he have a high floor? Yeah. He's a high floor play. I don't think he's a high ceiling play based on the point total in this game. Now, CJ Stroud, unfortunately, Michelle, I'm not sure right now. It doesn't look good for him to play, unfortunately. I, this is lingering and a little bit concerned with the concussion, right? I mean, two-week concussions, a little bit disturbing, yeah. right? Potential shutdown here. So we'll see. I don't know if he can turn around in time to play. They're not very optimistic right now, but you're not obviously going to get a case Keenum, but no. might have to look at guys like Joe Flacco, Gardner Minshew this week. I mean, that's where you might have to go in the deeps streaming realm this week I, I it's just hard right and it's just it's just basically you have to look at Andrew Ford to figure out what quarterback is actually suiting up and playing and if someone's been benched but it's unfortunate if Stroud can't play I mean Case Keenum was okay but uh yeah it it's not good I mean it's crazy where the Texans were early season Tank Dell Nico Collins rolling with Stroud and then to this yeah I feel bad for them but we'll see I mean I, I think if you have Stroud, yeah, I would play him if he's playing out there. And, and that goes for if he returns next week as well. But, yeah, the Browns defense not as good on the road. It's a very good note to make. And then maybe look at Devin Singletary a little bit more as well as he came through big last week. So a lot of things to unpack there. But, yeah, the quarterback pool is just keeps shrinking for us when we need it to grow the most. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it for uh, quarterbacks and running backs. We'll get into wide receivers and tight ends tomorrow. All right, Michelle. Yeah, that sounds good. And that's my favorite time of the week, breaking it down. We'll look a little bit at those uh, matchups Thursday. There's some good stuff there with the Saints Rams and their wide receivers. So we'll get into that as well. Then, of course, we'll look at our deep sleepers, our flex plays, and our price picks of the week on Friday. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.